episode Loaded nine. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> Austin Eckler. He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I'm coming in and go, and out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be previewing the aftermath of the biggest game of the Premier League season after Arsenal took on Man City yesterday. We're also going to be talking about week three, night three of the Darts Premier League. The uh, Kempis Combat Corner returns as well. And of course, we'll be having the seventh person to have a go at the listener lock-in. Joining me to go through them, a big welcome back, first of all, to Skin. Welcome back. How are you feeling, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, I had to I had to drop out for episode thirty. Unfortunately, sometimes life has to take priority. As much as I love doing this with you boys, I, it, it was just one of those evenings where I just real I turn, just needed mate. to. Real yeah, turn. I just I just need I had some shit I needed. So, but listen to the show, lads. Really, really good, Aggie. I thought you were absolutely fantastic. Some good conversations and mm. uh, Kemp. To answer your question that you put out there to the universe, Marcus Rashford now sits seven goals behind Andy Cole. So uh, I thought I'd come prep with that just so uh, just so you knew where he was. On Thank that you very tip. much. I'm He's come straight in with stats, I know. I missed a, I missed an episode, so I'm fucking I'm mm. blocked up to back knacker with a few in chamber ready Ballocks to go. <sighs> yeah, ballocks full of stats Always. ready to unload on all your in faces. Aggie, how are you, mate? I'm I'm very good, thank you. Uh, ready for the weekend, but I'm ready for that on a Monday, let alone on a Thursday and Friday. So there we go. Monday, I can't imagine Monday. how you feel on a Monday. <laughs> You'll never find I'll out make, either because it's a word that. that I just don't seem to be able to pronounce. So don't worry. What's about our it. What's our plans for the weekend, Aggie? For weekend, I am yeah. working on Saturday, and then I yeah. am going to chill on Sunday. Tell us a bit about, about your job, mate, for the listeners that don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be providing full match commentary for Drumfield Town on Saturday. Of the town! Of the fucking live, town! Live on Loaded Sports YouTube channel. Um, yeah, if Dronny, get, cheeky Dronny plug there. At the moment, yeah, we're just hoping that the weather allows the game to continue because it's forecast loads of rain. So we'll see what happens from that uh, that point. But yeah, uh, I'll be doing commentary on Saturday, and then Sunday I'm just going to be resting and doing absolutely fuck all. Well, you said you, you were what, chilling that's... on Sunday. That's what that's what resting is. Yeah, just chilling. Like doing Craig, nothing, yeah. Start a Craig Davidson. Oh, you <laughs> okay? You took my fucking <laughs> Tell you what, lads. The first uh, we, I know we'll preview up this upcoming weekend, but the first Sunday with no NFL since uh, what August. Solemn. So, yeah, it's going to be a sad feeling when I wake up Sunday morning. I'm sure it will be for you lads as well. Mm-hmm. But we've got a lot of stuff to still be covering, and that's the uh, that's the. Uh, I suppose the uh, the big advantage of being knowledgeable in a lot of sports, we keep on going with the great content for for loaded sport so, for a reason, baby. And whilst uh, whilst anyway, there is no NFL, because the NFL, yeah. like we say, is finished until September, we'll still have um, the free agency, the draft to talk about in oh, the coming weeks. But also, we are only two weeks away from the start of the new Formula One season, so we'll have that to talk yeah. about as well. So we'll have plenty of content to go through. Um, Sam, Kemp, lads, you've already kind of spoke partway through the introductions anyway, so I'll just ask you both collectively, how are you doing? But you'd forgot about us, to be honest, mate. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders tonight, ready for the uh, the listener lock-in. So uh, let, let's be having you. Mr Dawson, Mr White, man with the mic, how are we doing? He's not introduced you yet. You just asked him collectively. Oh, fuck. We don't get solo ones. We fucking scumbags. It's not so much that we're stuck for time, but when Skin's had a week off. Watch it fourth official. (laughs) 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 We're in Fergie time now. Um, Yes, Kemp, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, fantastic, mate. Thank you. Fantastic. Glad to hear it. I'm going to start by uh, speaking to you then because I was in a car journey with you yesterday um, and we were talking about, of course, the Manchester City Arsenal game. Um, you were a little bit too uh, too hyped up about the result. I, okay, so, uh, just very quickly then, based on that, because I don't want you to go further and my question becomes irrelevant. Can I start with you, Aggie, and ask you how unbearable was Kemp in that car journey that you've just mentioned there? Um, it was awful, I'm going to be honest. He's been telling me all this time about how Man City are going to win. And then when we sat down in the car... Arsenal were absolutely dominant. They were controlling the game. They were the better side. And then whilst we were driving... And to be fair, I did say to you at that point, Arsenal had been all over him. He did. He'll be lucky to get a point. He did. And then uh, Kevin De Bruyne turned up and uh, and scored. Obviously, at that point, we didn't see the goal. 
Um, I've seen the goal since then, and we'll talk about that Tommy in a moment's Hansen, time. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Very, very poor from him. But uh, yeah, Kemp just became unbearable. Just like, like the flick of a switch, just like that, he'd gone from, you know what, quite respectable. Yeah, okay, you can appreciate what he's saying to is an absolute prick. Just like that. <laughs> I, don't, I won't have it about our Kemp, no way. No, not at all. It's <laughs> not like breaking news. Completely out of character, that. Completely yeah, that's that. And it's not usual, is it? That's not usual. But listen, lads, listen. Uh, it's a strange, it. strange phenomenon tonight because I've got my blinds open. Oh, got me. Yeah, I've got my window open. I'm a bit warm tonight. Ooh. It's a little bit warm in the house. Yeah. And I'm just looking out the window, and I, I think I can see a blue moon just just coming. <laughs> oh, sake. Somewhere, because uh, Manchester City, as fucking predicted, as stuck with, unlike some Judases <laughs> in loaded sports. Um, sports Arsenal. Um, Manchester City won quite comfortably in the end at 3 1. It was comfortable as well. Thanks to Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland. And um, to be honest with you, I don't think there's that much more I need to say apart, you know, you boys know the shit you're in. So uh, thank you very much. We we are in deep shit. You, I don't need to tell you how much shit you're in. I'll tell you what, we're fucking drowning in the oh, shit, mate. is what's happening. Are, I'm not even worried. Are. <laughs> okay, he's not worried. Go on, let's not, hear it. It's one game. They've still got a game in hand. The only thing that Man City have at the moment over Arsenal is the experience of being in this no. situation before. No, 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 no. There's, there's two. I'm going to let you continue, mate. I'm well aware I've just interrupted you, but there's two things they have over Arsenal. They have the experience, and they also have that M word called momentum. Two big things. <laughs> They have it over Arsenal, but there's a lot of falling out going on behind the scenes at City. And whilst at the moment they seem to be on the same page, and they've got better. Arsenal, carry on. Yeah, they've got a bit better, and that was shown in one game against Arsenal. They've still got to play each other again. Yes, it's at the Etihad, but we really didn't think too much oh, of it being at game. the Emirates before, did we? We just thought it was going to be a, a great game between the two sides, and it, it was okay. It was average at best. But I think Arsenal, they're, st- they're going to take it to- towards the final game of the season, if not the final game of the season. When Jesus is back, I think it's a completely different ball game. You see some of the highlights, yeah. you see some of the chances over the last couple of games, and Ketia has really dropped off the boil. He started off really well, and you think, You're you know right, what, though. maybe he's in a good position to take over from Jesus. Not permanently, obviously, but you know, whilst he's out injured. But he's shown that he hasn't really got that longevity to be able to do this on a permanent basis, and that's where Jesus coming back is going to prove pivotal. Yeah, so, I, I, like, uh, I like I like the just one second. I like the Enketia no, no, point yeah, because um, I know we've backed him quite heavily to a couple of probably about a month or so ago, and this last month his form has just turned on its head, and and yeah, I think that that bit of class, you know, yeah, yeah, oh mate, terrible chances that that header should have buried. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think Azu, someone's got a little bit of pedigree up front. I, th- I I do think that will give him that little bit of a spare on to, down the stretch. I, I'm with you on that. Right, so let me tell you why I think you need to be concerned. Because, Adam, you are absolutely right. Arsenal still have got a game in hand. They're level on point. City are only top due to the virtue of goal difference. So, you know, on the surface of it, you look at the league table and you think, you know what? Arsenal have got not much to worry about. If they win the games, then, you know, they're going to win the league. However, what I would worry about if I were an Arsenal fan is that in their last four games in all competitions, they've lost three and drawn one. The one they drew was against Brentford, and all due respect to Brentford, should have won. You know, they're doing they're doing fantastically well. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, mate. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But ultimately, they didn't, and they lost against City in the cup. They then lost against Everton, who've been absolutely pitiful. And yes, Sean Dyche, new manager, bounce whatever. But if you're going for league titles, you've got to be winning those games most definitely, and everybody will agree with that. They then mm. drew against Brentford. And then last night, the, the thing is, I, I watched the, the highlights and obviously I listened to what I could listen to. And I think the biggest concern I'd have, an, have a, as an Arsenal fan is they didn't play particularly badly. Played well. They just, played quite well. They, they, yeah, they, they, played, they played decently well, but they were outclassed, especially in that second half. They were absolutely outclassed. And the problem and the concern that I would have if I were an Arsenal fan, and I know my good friend Joseph Shaffey, who's currently living up in Orlando, Florida at the moment, but yeah, his, his holiday's been his holiday's been congratulations on the uh, on the engagement as well. Yeah, yeah, congrats, yeah, congratulations, Shaff. Um, but yeah, his holiday has been slightly ruined by the the City Arsenal uh, score. I think a little bit of a pause for the <laughs> cause. 
And but it was luxury his... watching it at like 3 p.m. in the afternoon, though. Oh, I bet. Yeah, not all. In pool, probably, yeah. No, but yeah, um, I think his his uh, what he said really rings true when I spoke to him about it, is the only players in that Arsenal squad that seem like they've got the type of experience required to really settle down and think, OK, yeah, we're going through a bad patch, but we can get back to where we were, are Zinchenko and Jorginho. Because they are the only two players in that squad at the moment who are fit, who are playing, who've been in these types of situations before. They understand the pressures. They understand what you need to do in order to win titles. <clears throat> the rest of that squad, Arteta included, they're just not experienced enough. And I've been saying Jesus? this. I just said who's not injured. Okay. And I've been saying this ever since we had this initial conversation they're not experienced enough. They're not. They've not got enough of a strong character, and unfortunately, Arteta is not a strong enough character himself to to go and win the league. So, just a quick very young positive Arsenal side. Yeah, I'm just going to finish in a sec. Very very positive young Arsenal side. It's looking very very bright for the future if they can keep their players. But this season, boys, I hate to be you know I hate being right, but I can't see them coming back from this, and it wouldn't surprise me if they finish below United. Just a, just a quick question for you there, Kemp. You mentioned about the character and them not having it. I was having this conversation with a, a work colleague today about the Sheffield United-Middlesbrough result last Name night. Name drop him. Yeah. Uh, a big nail, big nail, big blade. His season ticket holder who were there last him. night. Yeah, he, he said our Middlesbrough were absolutely brilliant and said all the yep. things that I've been saying for a while. We know what that is. But mm-hmm. one of the comments that I made to him, which is going to be a question about Arsenal, is I said that, look, for me, it's not always about what happens in the big games that will define your season or define, you know, how successful you are. It's how you respond to that. You look at Sir Alex Ferguson with Man United, and I think it was one of the biggest things that they lost in the years that he left that Fergie at United and United with Fergie lost games. Some games they lost to teams that they shouldn't have lost to. Some games they lost in embarrassing fashion. But the yeah. difference was, is that you did not want to be the team that were playing them next. And mm-hmm. that, that for me defined their character and what they were about because they were always going to lose and in, in lose in ways they shouldn't do at any point but it was about what they did mm-hmm. next which they always came back from and they were like well, you're getting fucking hammered the difference in the years that followed where if United had a loss or United had an embarrassing loss teams were like oh we want to play them next now and that was the difference and that was where they lost a lot of their character for me and I mm-hmm. said that about Sheffield United last night is that yes they lost a massive game at home to Middlesbrough uh, the, the, the informed team in the championship but mm-hmm. It's it's going to be more about what they do away at Millwall on Saturday than mm-hmm. it is the fact that they lost that game. And it's the same for Arsenal. Yes, it, it was their biggest game of the season. They they got ultimately outclassed and they lost 3-1. Um, but for me, what will define that character? I know everyone's different and assess it in different ways. But for me, what will define their character more is that they've got to go to Aston Villa now against the form, former manager, um, Emery, in that early kickoff on Saturday. And if they win that, that for me will define their character more and what they're about more than losing against City last night. Well, so let, let me, me let, that... let, let, let me just add that to Kemp's okay. point. I'm going to back Kemp okay. on this one. So I feel I, like you're going to say the same I, to me. I've got a feeling that I'm going to say, but yes. yeah, go on. So I would agree with you on that if this was a one-off loss, but this is on yeah. the back of, as Kemp rightfully has just said, for the last four games, they've lost three, drawn one including yeah. a loss at Everton. That loss at Everton, that should have been the game where you think, the United game where you Correct. just said, right, I'd hate yeah. to be the next next team to play them. That, yeah. that next yeah. game has no, come That's, that's a very fair point. That's a very, yeah. I just meant if I just meant when we're comparing it to just one game. But yeah, Is that you, what you're, you're going to say, right, Kevin? Yeah. Well, that, but yeah, absolutely, exactly that. You know, yeah. their opportunity to define their character is when they lost against Man City and got beaten yeah. in the cup and City come away from it saying, right, we can beat these. You know, we can yeah. beat these in the league. We just beat them in the cup. You've then got Sean Dyche's Everton, they lost. You then think, right, okay, we've just lost against bloody Everton. Now we need to show our true colours and our character drew against Brentford. Yeah, that's the oh, it was the Brentford game, innit? That's rubbish, the one you should be... Rubbish performance draw, against no, Brentford. You know, we, we, yeah. we drew against Brentford. We shouldn't have drawn against Brentford. Now we're going to really prove ourselves and beat lost 3-1 against City. That proves exactly what you've just said there, Dawson, yeah, against Arsenal. Without yeah, knowing, it, without fair, knowing it, you've just made a massive argument as to why Arsenal aren't going to win the league. Yeah. No, that's that's an absolutely fair response. So, my question to you now, Kemp, in regards to Manchester City, and we've spoken about it with Newcastle and Manchester United, how it's going to be affected in the EFL Cup final. 
Arsenal don't have as many games still remaining as Manchester City due to Manchester City's Continental Cup um, commitments. So down this uh, this final straight, I know Man City have quite a bit of squad depth, but do you think they still have enough about them to have that depth, perform well in the, comp- the, the cup competitions, knowing that Man City have never actually won the Champions League, that being the one that's always eluded Guardiola with City? Do you think that it's still going to be something that the full focus is going to be on the Premier League and with the depth they're going to be able to do it? Yeah, because we've we've slightly touched on this before when talking about Eric Ten Hag. And I think Pep's a similar sort of character where it doesn't matter what competition that, that he's playing in. He will play the best team that he thinks is going to go out and win that game. And I'm going to refer back to somebody who's no longer with us and has been long past now, but a, a chap by the name of Bill Shankly. And he well, said say on numerous occasions, <laughs> um, the, the, the English league title is the bread and butter. Mm. And Pep Guardiola will absolutely not look at that RB Leipzig fixture that they've got in the Champions League and then fixtures after that and say, do you know what? We'll rest a few players in Premier League because mm. we want to go and win the one we've not won. He's I'm not sure going to He's not going to concede the title to Arteta like that. So I'm, I'm not sure I agree I still think with that one. Priority. Uh, the, the only reason I don't think I agree is because I think he's literally just shown the opposite of that against Tottenham when he dropped Kevin De Bruyne. He's not playing his best 11 because he is in his best 11. Yeah, so, but that's, and, that's and not it, for the same reason, though, I don't think. It, I know it's not. It probably was trying to make a point there, but yeah. uh, in his interviews after he's saying it were a tactical decision, Tottenham play a low block, we five at back sometimes, and he said De Bruyne sometimes struggle playing in that hole. That was his technical reason for it, but... It's not necessarily shown recently that he will just literally stick his best 11 out time and time again because he has made a point just lately of, of dropping certain players. So there is that. Yeah, and, and I agree with that completely. I think my point more was that he's not going to rest play, He's not going to rest players. What he's going to do is he's going to play the best 11 that he thinks is going to win the game unless he's trying to prove a point. But hopefully, now he's dropped, you know, he's, he's booted Cancelo out the door, he's dropped De Bruyne, he's, you know, took Haaland off that penalty and give it Mares. Hopefully now they've beat Arsenal in the top of the league. Come on, Pep, you've made all your points now. Let's just go and yeah. fucking win this league, yeah? <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that that's fair enough. So uh, one quick... So, what, one so more... what do you think, Adam, before we move on, what do you think truly now? I know you've mentioned that, you know, Arsenal is plenty of time to go. Are you not concerned about the fact that they've lost three and four and they've not, you know, they've scored one goal, I think, in not scored more than one goal in those games? Yeah, you, you've got to be slightly concerned, but I'm not saying... It, it's. I still think the advantage is with Arsenal. They've got that game in hand. It's only goal difference that's keeping them off top spot. Everybody knows that Manchester City's firepower is incredible and they're always there or thereabouts as the best goal difference in the country, aren't they? Regardless of what other teams are in what other divisions. So I think goal difference is always going to be one of them things that is in City's favour. I think for Arsenal, it is about the fact that when Jesus gets back, they're utilising that sort of energy they've got up front going back to what used to work for them. In regards to the results that you guys have just said, you're absolutely right. You can't go into a game against Everton, regardless of whether it's Sean Dyche's first appointment or not, and and walk out with no points. You can't take one point against Brentford from a very strong situation. You've got to make sure that you're winning those sort of games. And we've mentioned plenty of times that Fergie did this with Manchester United, that when you're not playing well, but you're still grinding out results, that's the stuff of champions. And that's something that Arsenal seem to be struggling with over these last couple of weeks. So I think over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see a lot more of the character that Arsenal have got. And that'll determine whether they're going to still be title challengers this time next month for, for Manchester City or, or from my Let me ask anyway. you all a question then. Let me ask you all a quick question before we sort of maybe shift on. I'm going to start with Dawson because me and Dawson have had a little bit of a wager on this at the start of the season. It looks likely that he's going to win it. He yeah. betted me that Manchester United were going to finish in the top three. I bet him that they weren't. So, Dawson, I'll start with you. Do yes. you think Manchester United will finish above Arsenal? Five points, Arsenal gaming, and... Uh, uh, you should have come to me last, because I feel like I'm good. If I say no, I don't fully believe that. And if I say yeah, then I've gone back and we're switching to Arsenal, aren't I? Mate, we're, uh, we're fully expecting you to right. switch again at some point. Right, yeah. Oh, it, it can change at any point, can't it? As of right now, fuck it, yes, I do. Whoa, fucking Jesus, Sam. Uh, I'm going to have to say, w- wait, what's the phrase of the question? Do I think Manchester United, United will finish above finish Arsenal? Finish above Arsenal. I'm going to say United no. are currently five. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to say no, um, simply because of United's games. United and City have both got a lot of games. City have got a better squad than United. I think they'll fare better over... I know City's not involved in this question, but I don't think United have as good a squad depth is what City do. So, like, you can tell like, Sancho's kind of on peripheries at games and I just... I just you know, they've got Garnacho coming, who's a good player, but he's not exactly a world beater at the minute. Alanga, he's pretty poor, really. Um, I think over a long season, I can't see I can't see United finishing above Arsenal. I really can't. Peggy? Yeah, I've got to agree with Sam. The signings that Arsenal have made in January, albeit I think it's only minimal, it was Jorginho and Trossard. I think those two have added that extra bit of depth that if they don't win the league, fair enough. But I think Manchester United have just left it a little bit too late to find that sort of form that they've been in to be able to keep up with Arsenal. I think they had a very, very slow start to the season. And I dare say that this time next season, perhaps Manchester United would finish above Arsenal. The football they're playing at the moment, the, the style of play is working for them, the results they're getting, both on and off the field. Um, but for now, I think they've left it a little bit too late. And especially with that game in hand, I think it's still favoured towards Arsenal. Fair enough. Yourself? <sighs> do I, do I, do I? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, Manchester United will finish second. Arsenal will finish third. I think it will be close. I, I do think, and I've, I've said this from the start, I think City will win the league by you know, sort of seven to ten points. Um, Arsenal and United will be very, very close second and third, but I think United might pip them, even maybe on the last couple of day, you know, games of the season. But yes, is the answer. Nice. Okay, so in a minute, in a couple of minutes' time, should I say, we're going to have the seventh person having a go at the listener lock-in skin. Who is having a go this week? We have got your man Dan Alton joining us this week, mate. Big Derby fan, so third week in a row we're going to have a bit of Derby talk. But <laughs> okay, um, listeners are bored, that Rams, <laughs> mate. Games are coming thick and fast, which means opinions are changing. We can see that with our Arsenal and City talk. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you can do a little bit. Fucking battle. self. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did ask me to be fair. I've got a different opinion, Anna, but no, um, yeah, there's uh, plenty to talk about and. I'm looking forward to hearing his picks this weekend and I'm really hoping even more so that we've got a big score to review uh, early next week, but we'll soon find out, won't we? He's got better than Tina, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be worse. Literally can't be worse. We'll find out in just a few moments' time. Welcome back to episode 31 of Loaded Sport. It is now time for the seventh listener lock-in. Welcoming to take part, Dan Alton. Dan, welcome to Loaded Sport. Pleasure. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Ahead of it. All good, lads. How are you, lot? Good, mate. Good. All the best for having you on. Nice one. <laughs> Dan with the mic, you might say. Dan with the mic. Ooh, yes. Nice. <laughs> he's been uh, he's preparing that one for when we do get someone called Dan on. So, Dan, uh, just tell Glory us first Dan of all. Hey, it's Malloy. Yeah. Uh, right. So, um, Dan, tell us who it is that you support and why. Uh, I'm a massive Derby County. Fan. Not that fucking Rams yet again. <laughs> Three weeks on the bounce. Let's have yet. Plenty of sense going on here. Um, I've supported them since I was young. I used to go to games with my dad growing up, and it's kind of been a family thing. Like uncles, cousins. We've all supported Derby. We've all gone to Wembley. You know, when we've won yeah. a few times, we have lost as well. So. <laughs> You know, we have, to suffer to get, we have to suffer together doing this. It's just the Derby way. You do, mate. That's it. You do. How have you, uh, how have you found the season so far for Derby then? Um, exciting. You know, after the last couple of years with, you know, the Lampards and the Roonies and all the celebrity antics going on with the club, it's nice to finally have Ooh. all the, you know, like a proper club, nice and set. Stability. Properly run. Stability, yes. You know, we're out of the limelight now. It's, it just feels like a really nice to be enjoying football again and listening, you know, because for about a year we didn't know if we we're going to have a club. But it's nice to be enjoying this season. I think we're doing really well. I really like Paul Warren as well. I think he's a brilliant manager and just a top yeah. guy. Class, absolutely class, mate. Paul Warren is doing wonders, bless him. He's brilliant, mate. I think he's um, the right person for Derby. We've needed someone like this for years. A proper coaching setup as well. 
Yeah, can't do, do you anymore, reckon mate. for the uh, promotion chances? You mentioned there the the form this season. Right. The, the you know they're right in the thick of it now. What do you reckon? They'll well, where do you reckon they'll be at the end of the season? I think we'll finish third. I think it's going to be tough to get that top two because I keep on saying Plymouth's going to drop, but they don't look like they're going to drop. They don't look like they're going to drop, but I keep thinking they will. Sheffield Wednesday are going to run away with it. I think, you know, I like Darren Moore. I've, you know, X-Ram himself. I I think Sheffield Wednesday will run away with it. I think he's doing absolute wonders there. So I think I can't see them being caught, but, you know, Plymouth, like I say, I I keep saying they're going to drop, but they're not. They're just not dropping. Yeah, what do you do? You see yourself in playoffs then? Teams like Bolton, Ipswich, and very good. I thought you were going to say, Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> still well, so supporting Derby, unfortunately. Don't see doing your wife. Yeah, do you reckon you can win the playoffs, or is it just a bit of, bit of like you said, stability for the first season, then really push on next season? I think we could win it. I really think if we get into playoffs, I really think we can win it. You know, it always depends on momentum going in and, who you know, you see t- how many times do you see it where a team finishes third, you know, they've just missed out on automatic and then somehow they take that kind of mindset into the playoffs and they end up losing the playoffs. Mm, so yeah. I think if we go into it with a bit of momentum, yeah, we've got a really good chance. But, you know, you don't know who you're going to play either. I-, I would love to avoid Bolton at all costs. I think if anyone's going to trump us, it will be Bolton. You reckon? I'd, it's yeah. Ipswich for me. Ipswich for me. I don't, I don't mind Bolton, but Ipswich, I think. I think we could turn Ipswich over at Pride Park. I think it's, you know, we, we didn't do too bad at their place. You know, a lot of teams yeah. have gone to Portman Road this year and got battered, but we made one error and got punished for it. So yeah. I think, you know, they'll be tough. But I, I, Bolton seem to be picking up momentum at the moment. Yeah. We seem to have uh, hit a bit of bad form, aren't we, at quite a wrong time, really? Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, Lincoln, I watched the other night against Lincoln and that was a really tough game, you know. How they... bad were they for time-wasting, by the way, when we down to 10? Oh, my God, they were fucking <laughs> the pulling my ear out. They were really bad, really <laughs> bad for it. Yeah. Um, I, but, you know, their stats this season, they're the third highest running stats in Europe, Lincoln. So even when it went down to 10 yeah. and 10, That's I thought... So yeah, third highest running stats. We've just took their um, head of player performance uh, at Derby, Bradbury. He's the one who's been getting up to fitness levels. He's just come to Derby now. He's worked for Paul Warren before. But like it. I knew the moment it went to 10, it wasn't going to be an easy game. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dan, I've spoken to you through the week and you've told me that you've done a lot of research, a lot of preparation Ooh, for this. Here we go. Here we go. The score yeah, to beat... through here. I've heard this one before. <laughs> the score yeah. to beat out of a possible <laughs> we have heard six. It. It's just football's a weird sport, isn't it, lads? You can do as much research as you want. You ain't kidding. <laughs> Don't you even tell kidding. me, mate. I'm on thirty nine percent for a year, so right, we'll start with the uh, we'll start with I guess if it makes you feel better, mate, I'm on seventy three percent. Oh no, that's terrific. Thank you. <laughs> just what I need to hear. Uh, so we'll start, Dan, um as the guest. You get to start. We'll go with the lock Here team we go. first. So the team you are most confident on a game between Friday and Sunday from the Premier League all the way down to the National League. You go first. Come on, mate. Pick a winner for Derby. Let's have you. Just don't pick mine. Uh, I've gone for something different. I've gone for Chelsea at home to Southampton. I feel Ooh. like we can Southampton look finished. It's got to come in, Lars. Okay. okay, 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 okay. It's not a bad lock. As bad as Chelsea have been, Southampton have been worse, let's be fair. Yeah, a bit uh, they, they Nathan Jones, what is that fucking guy? I know he's been sacked, but Jesus Christ. He wrecked that, I know, ain't he? Okay, Chelsea to beat Southampton. So um, I did spin the wheel, and irritatingly, the name that came up first, despite the fact that up until about 10 minutes before I did the wheel, he wasn't even going to be on the show. <laughs> Sam you goes trick. first. You think I'm special. Uh, right, let's just. I, I picked four, you know. I picked four because I, un, I was unsure on whether it was going get, to um, get taken or not. So now I'm spoiled for choice, and I can't pick oh god what do i go you know what i'm gonna go chef wednesday at home against mcdonkeys so uh i've got them yeah chef wednesday over mk dons oh that was mine as well okay um it's me up next which means i'm gonna go for my backup um and that is leighton orient to beat crawley in League Two, Orient currently top of League Two, ten points clear as it stands at the moment. Um, unbeaten in the last four games, Crawley have just won once since the start of December and are just outside of the relegation zone based on goal difference. And before anybody asks, Leighton Orient are the home side. They are, mate. They were they were they were my third choice. 
Well done, Aggie. Well so, done. Uh, they were mine for League Two as well. Ten points clear. Cruising at the top there. I'm learning. Up Smashing next, it. Mr. Kemp. Oh, and I feel like I might be taking Dawson's here. The fact that you've said that means that you are. So I apologise. I hope you do. Uh, I am going to pick Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough. Number one Dawson. on my list. Number hey. one ranked. Yeah, Number one go. ranked. Um, QPR, they're in terrible form. I backed against them. I had Millwall as my wild card the other day and that came in. Yeah, they've. I think they've drawn one and lost the rest of the last five. Um, and Middlesbrough, big result against Sheffield United uh, on Wednesday night. Um, and they're going to carry that momentum through. And I think they'll beat Middle uh, QPR quite comfortably at home. So Middlesbrough on my lock of the week. Nice. Okay. So, Dan, back over to you for your goal scorer. Yeah. Any goal I'll scorer? I'll go fuck <laughs> myself. <laughs> Didn't want to play anyway. I'm so sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot. Oh, Skin over to you, mate. For about 10 minutes. And just like, oh, nice <laughs> one, brother. I'll just get myself off, shall I? Yeah, go uh, on. Yeah, on mute, mate. Oh. Get yourself meeting. Hold the score. I... Skin, you're next. Thank you, mate. Um, I, this team is my second choice. So, uh, a couple of those I had there is like some of my backups. Middlesbrough were my first choice because Kemp just carries the guy at the minute, isn't he? Um, so, good pick there. So, I'll go with my first backup, which is Plymouth to beat Fleetwood. Mm, Granted, yeah. Fleetwood are in a little bit of good form at the minute, winning three in a row, but Plymouth's home form over this season just speaks for itself. They've, they've lost like two, I think they've won 18 of the last 20 home games. Um, the, the top of League One, which we've just had a, a bit of a conversation about there. They've only dropped three points at home all season. Um, and they're still in a relatively decent amount of form, despite them not playing to you know the sort of level that they have been over the first sort of third of the season. So yeah, I'm confident enough that they'll win this weekend. So I'll take them as me lock. Okay. Now it's time for your scorer, Dan. Anyone you think is going to um, score this weekend? Uh- so, to follow up with, um, like the lad said about Middlesbrough, I'm going to go Cameron Archer. Seems to be in fine form at the Ooh, moment. Archer over Akpom, yeah? Yeah, he scored, Archer scored at the weekend, scored again midweek. I think he'll bag again this weekend. QPR seem to be leaking goals. I think being at the Riverside, tough place to go. I mm. Back him. Controversial. Okay. Like it. Uh, skin, back to you then for your scorer. Um, well, I had four preps. Um... But I may as well. I've got players like Zhao Felix in there. Just oh, again, talking oh, about. Dear. I know talking about Chelsea. You yeah, know, that's he's got gone. A, but he was my foot. He was like last resort. I've got I've got Bruno in there because um, I thought he's due a goal. But I'll go with my top pick, and that is Manila Ivan Bruno. Tony for Brentford. Um, Ivan Tony Aggie, have you got him? Have I nicked yours? No, mate, you haven't so? nicked mine. No, all good oh, on mine. I've only got enough. two, so I'm hoping that the next two that go. Uh, aren't mine, so uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, he's he's in uh, he's been in absolutely brilliant form ever since the whole betting scandal came out and him being left out of the uh, World Cup squad for England. Uh, the first game after that was against City, where he scored twice at the Etihad, and he has scored what one, two, three, four, five. He scored seven goals in seven games since that news came out. So looking at that, it's not affected him, and he currently sits third in the uh, Premier League scorer. Charts, I think there were one so. game he did score in and um, that was the game I backed him as my scorer. Fantastic. Classic. So yeah, I'll go with Ivan Tony this week, mate. Thank you. Fair shout. Kemp? I am going to go for a man who plays for Middlesbrough. Oh, you son bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Brackpon. Um Exactly what Dan said there. Just take out Dan's player and put in Tuber Akpom and that's my that's my reason. He's been in fine fettle. I think he's championship's top scorer so far this season. QPR leaking goals all over the shop. Middlesbrough at home, I think they'll win convincingly and I expect Tuber Akpom to be part of the goals. So, and yeah. I just very quickly point out that that is a loaded sport first where um, players from the same club have been picked for scorers for the weekend. Is I just thought I'd uh, put that note in. Go on the board. Hopefully, well, hopefully they're both bag, and me and Dad are both happy. And if they win, is that somebody's lock as well? Raggy. Yeah, that's my lock. There you go. Right, um, it is me up next, which means I've got the choice out of two of mine. I'm quite surprised my first choice didn't go. Um, Is it Harlan by any chance? It's not, mate. It's not. It's Marcus Rashford. (laughs) Oh, Oh, are you going for him? Um, 
I'm going to bottle it and I'm not. I'm going to go for my oh. second choice. I'm going to go for Connor Chaplin for Ipswich. Oh! Okay, um, good pick, mate. Good pick. Ipswich third at the moment. Forest Green have the worst goal difference in the football league. So, for me, oh. I think uh, there's no reason why he can't get himself on the score sheet. He's already fifth top goal scorer in the league anyway. So, I'm going to back Chaplin. Fair one. Sam? Harland. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. You knew it, didn't you? <laughs> I break the habit of a lifetime. <laughs> I break the habit of a lifetime indeed. You know what? I hope he gets injured for the season. Sat here just staring at his name thinking, he's going to go next. He's going to go next. Oh, he's got to mention there. He's about to go. No, he's not gone. Give me early Garland against the dirty red dog bastards that are Nottingham Forest. And I hope he <laughs> fucking tears him a new one. Go on, the boy. Wow. Okay. Um, on to the wild card then. So to be a wild card, it's just going to be the... Uh, the least favourite in the book is eyes. Um, I obviously got that wrong, so I feel like there's a need to explain the favorite it. In your eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't hear what you just said, mate. Go again. <laughs> it's thrown me off a bit. Go on. It, mate, to be fair, you've not heard it, and it's probably the nicest thing he's ever said. <laughs> is it? Oh, I always miss them ones. Right, uh, Dan. You'll hear you... it back. You'll hear it back. Right, Dan, you, uh, you get things underway for us with your wild card. So I really struggled to choose a wild card for this week, and I think there's a lot of games out there where you know you could um, pick someone. But I'm gonna stick with my guns and go with my first thing. Go on, here. I'm gonna go Luton at home to Burnley. Oh, you dirty twat! I've just been egging you on there, and you've gone and took my arm. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it many a times this season with Derby. You know, you go to these small stadiums with small pitches, and it's a lot harder to play the style of football that Burnley will want to play. They will have to go route one a little bit. Rough as a badger's ass that pitch. I think it works in Lubin's favour a little bit more. It's a big, it's a very narrow, tight pitch. Mm, I'm struggling now. Oh, it's come back round to me next and all, is, isn't it? That's you next. Mate. Oh no, no, no! I'll tell you something. That's a good pick. That and that was. It's not part of what I was looking at. It's not part of the picks that I had. But uh, I was, uh, I was mulling that one over for a while. So uh, yeah, one, the logic. Very, very steady pick. My number one. Uh, I'm skating now because my backup. I went. I'm not too happy with my backup, but it looks. Like I'm gonna have to. Um, what's uh, what's West Brom's odds to beat? Oh, it's Monday. They ignore that. Uh, fuck it. I'll go with it then. Uh, where Burton Albion to beat Bristol Rovers away. That's um, that's my pick. Interesting. Any logic behind that, or just desperation? No, it, it's it's just desperation. I I did research it earlier. But for some reason, I didn't put any, any actual research, Dad. Well, I'll give you a little bit. Five Last five games, Bristol Rovers have lost four out of those five during the other one. Yeah, uh, Burton have won three out of the last five. So, yeah, not not the single worst pick, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's literally what I looked at. I just looked at the last five game form and I thought, you know yeah. what, that, that'll do me for a, back, a, a wild card. I've seen goals for fun as well. I've seen them a lot this season where they've been involved in four five ones. Bristol. Oh, Bristol. Yeah, yeah Bristol Rovers. Fun, yeah, mm. currently bottom of the form table in League One. They've scored one and conceded ten in their last five. So come on then. Yeah. The, the bottom Brewers. of the form table, and you've got them to lose as a wild card. Up the Brewers. No, you Bristol are. Rovers are bottom. Oh, you got Brist- Yeah, and you've got Bristol Rovers to lose, haven't you? No. You got Burton to beat yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Bristol Rovers are bottom of the form table, so I'm saying it's a decent pick based on the stats. Is it? I is think it what Ag's trying card? to say is Ag's trying to say he doesn't think that will be a wild card, but what yeah, I'm saying is, so it is a wild card because uh, Br- uh, Bristol Rovers are 14th, Burton are 19th, and Burton are also away, and they're they're not odds on to win. Okay, fair enough. Get back in your fucking box. <laughs> got to be oh. sure, mate. Got to be sure. Um, right, so I'm going to go for um, I've got my first choice here, which is Fulham to beat Brighton. Um, oh, I had a little sniff at that. I'll be honest, but I go for that one. Fucking yeah. sniff of yeah. it. I thought with it being as close as you can get in terms of league standings, uh, it is really just a toss-up as to which one's going to win that. So I thought Fulham being away, they're not the favourites. Why not go for them? So Fulham to uh, win away against Brighton is my choice. Okay, uh, Fulham are nine to two as well. That's yeah, no that. decent form still, but Kemp uh, saw... ludicrously tastely. Now, I am torn. I am torn, like Natalie and Brulia. Oh, mm. what a beat, by the way. Yeah, big beat, big beat. I've got two cover, options. You know. I can't it put is. them... I can't submit them both, obviously. Creep. Uh, one where I'm... Creep. Creep. One where I'm feeling uh, very confident about it, and the other one, I'm not feeling so confident. But... Before you pick, Kemp, can you do me a favour? Mm. Don't go chasing waterfalls. 
Okay, mate. Oh, well, probably... <laughs> There's no way you're not quoting TLC. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Can I can I continue? Go on, yeah, go for it. On. Fantastic. So one, like I say, I'm very well, not very confident, but as confident as you can be about a wild card. And another one, I want to do it more for Bants than anything else. Ooh. So how do I approach it? Boys, what shall I do? The Bants one or the realistic Bance. one? Always Bants. Always Bants. Bants is going to be Millwall to beat Always Sheffield Bance. United. Always Bants. Here we go. Aston Villa to beat <laughs> Arsenal. Back in Early kickoff. Aston Villa at home. Arsenal are away. Aston Villa have picked I can up see it. recently. I can see it. I can see it. In the doldrums. Exactly. Lose it. Emery's going to be up for it. Emery's going to Emery. be for it. Emery, I forgot about that. No. Big yeah, and yeah, I. Yeah, he's yeah, going to have it. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to have a good evening on Saturday night. He's going to have a couple of glasses nice. of wine and celebrate Aston Villa beating Arsenal, baby. A couple Let's of glasses of wine. Legs are Kimbo up there. <laughs> 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 Getting rimmed to fuck. Oh, right, Gabby, I've bombed the hole. Moving oh, on. Don't start with him. Moving on. <laughs> right. By, by that, Gabby, I've bombed the hole. Or the Castlefield Tigers. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> can I have a go? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, skin, what's, your what's, your thought, what's your thoughts, Aggie? My thoughts is I'd like to know what you've got as your wild card. No, I was hoping to comment on the Villa-Arsenal game and I meant no, I was going to say no, the rim in. <laughs> <laughs> but that went down the sh- <laughs> 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 um, I had five wild cards prepped and not one of them have been taken, so I'll go with my first choice pick. That means and that shit. Is- oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will go Gillingham to beat Rochdale away. Um, Gillingham across all the top four leagues for 2022 were bottom. They're absolutely shocking, but they got took over. They got a couple of relatively half decent players in, and their form has turned around like an absolute fucking. You've got to love skin, aren't you? We're all fucking popping. Then he comes in on those uh, fucking mundane things. <laughs> no, well, but he'll come in. He'll come in. There's no fucking doubt about it. It's going to uh, come in. It's just so fucking mundane, that one is. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Uh, Gillingham currently sit fourth in the League Two form table, getting 10 points from the last five. Rochdale have scored three and conceded eight and got one point from their last five. So, like I said, Gillingham in great form. And I fancy him to carry that on on Saturday. So, Gillingham for me. Okay. Uh, those are the lock-ins and wildcard selections. So, skin over to part two of the listener lock-in. Oh, you're right, Dan. Can I have a breather a minute? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. So, so uh... Wait, are, we, are we recording? Yes, we're fucking yes, recording. We're just live. Fucking carnage. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened? Fuck me. Sorry, I've really laid it back in. Come on then. <laughs> right, Dan. Uh, you, like everyone else, picks a lock, picks a scorer, picks a wild card, and then is given three games in which to give us your score predictions. As always, game one is the game in which the team that you support is playing. As you've said already, the team you support is Derby, and they are at home to Charlton this weekend. So what is your score prediction for that one? One 3-0 Derby. 3-0, big win. That What do you reckon? Derby bit faltering a little bit. Charlton aren't in the worst of forms. That's, that's pretty confident, that. Yeah, I feel like um, I watched the game away at Charlton earlier on this season. We should have been fined up by half time, but I think, you know, we've got to put some wrongs right this weekend. Paul Warren, mm. you know, what he's like as a manager, he's a genuinely nice bloke, but he'll say it as it is to the players. And so, you know, I think they'll be up for it, try and make wrong some rights from the last two games, keep on tail of Bolton and Ipswich. So I can see an easy 3 0 win there. Ooh, like it. No easy comes with Derby. <laughs> very true uh, the second game is the game that was just mentioned there by Kemp it is the Saturday early kickoff massive uh, Premier League title ramifications connotations and and connotations permutations Aston Villa versus Arsenal what's your score prediction for that I'm going 2-1 to Aston Villa on this one I think oh, oh my <laughs> fucking god I think Unai Emery will be up for this one he won't want to lose he won't want to lose to Arsenal. They, you know, the fans gave him a lot of stick when he left and when he was at the club. So I think he's going to have Villa fired up for this one. Villa, always a tough place to go, Villa Park, especially when it's rocking. Oh, two one, that's lads. A, that's a, oh, that's ten up for the books, isn't it? The, yeah, I think that's the first big fucking shocker we've had on so the. We've had a, it's, a, it's a bold prediction score, isn't it? I think Arsenal are out of form now. I think you know, not really picked up. Full points in the last four matches, I think. No, right? you're you're right, mate. We've just before we've had you in, we were just on about it with uh, with Arsenal. They fell off, uh, fell off the pace, so it fits right into the theme what we've spoke about. 
Wow. There we go. I mean, I kind of feel like I should have left that till the end, but considering it was the early kickoff, I had to go with that first. <laughs> uh, and your third and final score prediction, mate, to complete your six is the late Saturday kickoff, mate, and that is Newcastle United at home versus Liverpool. What do you reckon there? Big game. I've Huge. gone for a one-all draw. Okay. What do you reckon? I think, um, I think you know, Newcastle won't want to go all out against Liverpool as we watched against Everton. They can count here within a matter of seconds. I don't think... I think they'll go out to win it, but I think they'll be very careful. So I'm going for a one-all draw. Yeah, they're uh, they're not Newcastle winning a lot of games 50, at the moment. Yeah. No, Newcastle. they're not. They've drawn 50% of the games they've played in the Premier League this season. Ah, so it's a... More, more. That's, that's like no, invincible, drawn, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It, they've drawn 11 out of 22. Yeah, 110 drawn 11. Yeah, crazy. Just very quickly uh, around the room, lads, because I've just said that and literally just one word answer. What do you think is more impressive? Arsenal's Invincibles Premier League season, just the Premier League season, no no cup. Don't even ask it. Don't even ask it. Man City, 100 points. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say the treble winning season because that argument always pisses me off. Yeah, just pure league performance. Invincibles. Can. Arsenal. Adam? Arsenal. Dan? Arsenal. I think City. 100 points. Drawn four, look how, lost two. Yeah, look how many... Look at, look at the both lost columns. Not lost columns. Look at the fucking draw columns for one. Yeah. But uh, just look at the lost column. How, how difficult is it? How difficult is it to like go an entire season without losing one game? You think about the killer's row in the Premier League at that point in time as well. Man United... You know, Sir Alex Ferguson's Man United. <sighs> Is that it, mate? Just the, just the one, just the one team, yeah. It's no, of course not. But like, you, see, I'm, you said one word answer, and I've already got fucking started a conversation. So I want to keep it short. Save it for the summer. Most Save impressive it. season ever. Most impressive um, anus. Yeah, Dan oh. Aggie's got that. So let's move Get on in. now. Um, Dan, mate, thank you very much for taking part in the listener lock-in. Um, like I just car crash. Predictions: You've got Chelsea as your luck. You've got Archer for Middlesbrough as your score. Are you laughing at skin? I was trying to hold on so oh, much. I, got him. I, I will like your geezer with cricket ball just fucking running and falling. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pure right, momentum. Yeah, uh, Archer for Middlesbrough as your score. You've got Luton to beat Burnley as your wild card. You've got Derby to beat Charlton three 0 Aston Villa to beat Arsenal two one. It's going to be a lot of Arsenal yeah, fans listening to this, mm. fuming with that, but I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. And a Newcastle Liverpool to play out a 1 1 draw Saturday evening. So, Dan, again, thank you very much for joining us, mate. We no will review that on Monday. And as Sam said earlier, it can't be worse than Tina, but we will see. Um, before we let you go, mate, we will end it with the same question that we ask everyone. And that is Who is your sporting hero and why? Oh, <sighs> you know what? That is a. I've never really thought of that question before. Um, Now's your time. I think, you know, I've looked for people who I think are role models. And in football, I always, I'm a massive fan of Kurt. If I had to go now, I'd have to say Curtis Davis at Derby. I think he's the modern professional when it comes to football, you know, represents the club on the, high, on the highest levels, interviews. He doesn't shy away. I think for me, I'd have to go Curtis Davis. I've no, never really had one growing up. But nowadays, yeah, I'd have to say Curtis Davis. I think he's very important to what Derby do. Mm. Okay. Do you like that, Sam? Yeah, I like it. He's a, yeah, like I says, he's a, just a professional guy. He's one of them. You can see him quite easily going into coaching by the time he's done. Um, yeah. sport, sporting hero is, I think, it's a bit of a stretch of myself. But... Yeah, I've never really, um, I've never really had um, like a sporting hero growing up. I've never, you know. Never How old really... are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm twenty-eight. 28, yeah. I'm trying, you know, there's there's loads out there, you know, people growing up, you know, Ronaldo's, Rooney's, Omri's and stuff like that. I I was was always... Gregor's Raziak. (laughs) What a player. What a player. Idigo Idiarquez. Remember them? Oh, right. Score a free kick from his own half, he could. He could. He could. Well, Well, uh, Dan, again, thank you very much, mate. We will be back shortly to... uh, get ourselves tucked into Kempi's combat corner a bit of boxing coming up this weekend before we do that though I think we need to give Sam a quick drugs test uh, to make sure that he is okay to take part but Dan thanks very much mate and we'll be back just choked on me on phlegm
Hello and welcome back to episode 31 of Loaded Sport. It's now time for another edition of Kempi's Combat Corner. Oh, Adam, thank you so in. much. Thank you, everybody. Get your feet up, get yourselves tucked in, get a cup of tea, get a kettle on. I'm here okay. with you, mate. Combat Corner, Dawson. Let's let's go let's go through it. So this weekend there's uh, there is a UFC card. There is an event coming up this weekend. I am going to focus more on boxing this weekend, yes. rather than uh, rather than the UFC because we've got a big world title fight uh, in Nottingham. So not too far away from where we are all based. Correct. Up the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned up the Rams. The Nottingham Forest fan Lee Wood is defending yes, his WBA featherweight championship of the world against Mexico's Mauricio Lara. Sam is just about tucking some fajitas, so we'll leave him to that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and we'll move on to uh, to the fight this weekend. So, Dawson, I know you're not the biggest boxing fan in the world, but where, on your limited knowledge of boxing and this fight coming up, who, who do you see coming out with the, uh, with the, with the featherweight crown after this one? Well, you know, the... the... Lee Wood is going to have the crowd right behind him, very much like Volk in Australia. Probably not as hot, but you know he's certainly going to have that partisan crowd. But I do think Lara comes out on top. You know, Wood twenty six and two record with sixteen knockout wins. Lara pretty much an identical uh, record, twenty five two and one. It's just that one draw. Um, you know, that gives Woods a very slight advantage. 18 KOs, though, for Lara. I think what it will come down to is that Wood, which this is a compliment and it is a good thing. He has won in the past where he's been knocked down. But I think with Lara's power, that's going to be the thing that will just be a bit too much. So I think for, for Wood to go 12 rounds without getting caught is a very long time to go. Uh, and I think at some point that will happen. I, you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a war. It's going to be, you know, two fighters in the middle of the ring swinging bombs and, you know, it being a really good fight. But I actually think that might go the other way because each of them will be expecting that. It will be a little bit more tactical. Um, Lara will will know that, you know, he's going to have that crowd against him. So he's got to, he's got to take his time. He's going to find the time for the right shot, not just start swinging for the sake of opening catch one. He's got, to, as you always say, can box smart. But I do think eventually he does catch him and, and gets the win. So in terms of a result, I'll go Lara Ko in the sort of mid round, so sixth to ninth round. I think uh, I think we'll we'll see the win. What do you think on that? And and if it's different, what what are your what are your thoughts? No, no, I think it's going to go down um, pretty much the same way. To be honest, I think it'll be a bit of a Get cagey in. start. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a cagey start. I think Lee Wood. It'll be really buoyed by his home, uh, his hometown. Obviously, I think it's taking place at the city ground as well, so it's going to be a big. It's, it's a motor point or arena. Is it a motor point arena, yeah. is it? There's there's yeah. rumours of a fight at the city ground for That's him later probably in the where year, I've but, seen it then. Yeah, yeah but this is. Uh, but this even so, arena. even so, clip might even be louder because of the you know closed roof and the uh, yeah 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 the acoustics going on in the arena. It might even be louder. So I think it'll be a little bit cagey to start with. I think uh, Wood will definitely feel the pressure of the moment, but at the same time, I think Lara will want to um, not, not sort of blow his, blow his load in the first few rounds and get settled yeah. into the fight. I think it's going to be a fight of two halves, really. Um, I think for Lee Wood, I think his path, path to victory in my opinion is is boxing clever in those first few rounds and yep. putting some money in the bank with big body shots trying to stay out of range and then you know going downstairs and seeing if he can take the wind out of Lara's sails so that you know towards the back end of the fight when Lara does start to maybe you know have to come for it a little bit if he's down on points you know he can he's a bit slower and, and Wood can potentially catch him I think the biggest concern that I've got is that for Lee Wood anyway, is that he's there to be hit. You know, he, he got knocked yeah. down against Michael Conlon. You know, Michael Conlon's a fantastic young Irish fighter, but, um, you know, he, he got cracked against Conlon and Conlon doesn't carry, in my opinion, the same amount of power as Maurizio Lara does. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a little Mexican wrecking ball. He, he derailed the Josh Warrington train, which nobody expected him to do. Um unlucky in the second fight obviously because he did get that cut but you know he's 24 years of age he was, he's Mexican so they all start boxing when they're like seven so he's got a lot of experience for the fact that he's you know he's only 24 um, I think you're you're absolutely right in what you say it, 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 again, in my opinion, Wood's going to have to slow him down because once Lara gets into a rhythm and starts really firing off them shots in the pocket I think Wood is definitely there to be hit so I think it will be a Mauricio Lara TKO in the eighth round. 
I can see Wood. Stuff. Yeah, I can see Wood, you know, being a little bit cagey at the start and then rounds three, four, five, maybe six, um, starting to put a little bit of heat on Lara and it'll look very positive for the hometown boy. But then I think I can see Lara catching him um, and 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 putting him in a way, putting him away fairly convincingly. So yeah. we'll see. Think, but... I was going to say, do you think then for Wood to get the win, Lara is the slight favourite with the bookmakers, but Wood is the champion. Yeah. Is you know in front mm-hmm. of his, he's in his home city and everything else we've discussed. Do you think for him to get the win and retain the belt, he's going to have to go the distance and take a points victory? Can you see him getting a? KO, TK, whatever you want to call it, victory, or is it, or is it, you know, mm. is it going to have to rely I mean, on the judges' scorecards to keep yeah, the belt? I mean, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. Um, if he does finish Lara, it's very late. I don't think it's going to happen early. Um, I, 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 to be honest, it, either way, I can see this ending in KO, TK, depending on who, you know, it doesn't matter who wins it. I can see Wood winning on T, by TK, or I can see Lara winning by TK, or Lara more so. But I think. If Lara wins, it'll be like I say, round eight, you know, seven, eight. Um, and if Wood wins, I think it'll be towards the back end of the fight where he's just, you know, got a little bit better conditioning perhaps than Lara, and uh, he's he's conserved his energy a little bit. Lara runs out of steam and uh, and 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 doesn't have anything left in the tank for Lee Wood to finish him off. But no, to be quite honest with you, I can't see that happening, and I, I can see Lee Wood um, losing unfortunately by TKO, like I say, round seven or eight. Fair one. I'm surprised you're not gone with it being local. Try and get some tickets in the arena. Yeah, or... yeah, not not. It's one of them where boxing. I like boxing. I like watching boxing. I'll definitely watch this fight. You know, I will watch the big fights. I'm not as keen on boxing as I am MMA. But yeah. um, but yeah, I've I've got to hopefully save some money for resale tickets for the UFC event in March. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's very <laughs> true, mate. Or or either that or um, you know premium seats to uh, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that will happen. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll Probably see. cost we'll about see. the same once it's all said and done. But yeah. Probably, probably. Might even be cheaper. Um, you mentioned uh, the UFC there, MMA. Um, I'm just going to quickly touch on the, uh, the, the event this weekend. And I think the most important and best fight to touch on is, is the main event. It's, uh, it's the former women's flyweight champion, Jessica Andrade, Versus the um, the 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 woman who finished Molly Meatball McCann in the last event, Erin Blanchfield, in convincing fashion. Erin um, Blanchfield's twenty three. She's got eleven fights on a professional record, ten wins, one loss, and she's very very uh, very promising young prospect coming through the ranks. Is Erin Blanchfield? So I think that's going to be a very very interesting fight indeed. Was uh, you mentioned there the Molly McCann fight? You know all the jokes about scousers don't tap, and she did, and all this kind of yeah, stuff. But yeah. does it turn out all along that Blanchfield was the next big thing? I think I don't think anybody when she beat me, you know Molly Meatball McCann, said that she wasn't the next big thing. Erin um, Blanchfield is looked very favourably. Uh, on in, in the MMA community. She's a very, very good fighter. She's very, very well-rounded. Her striking, her grappling, her conditioning, it's all on point. And that's why in the build-up to that fight with Molly McCann, you know, McCann was saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I think I might choke her. I'm definitely going to win. I'm definitely going to win. You know, I think the guy, the owner of Barstool Sports, I can't remember his blooming name. Dave Portney. Um, Dave Portney, yeah. I think he lumped on Meatball McCann. And I yeah, think he's, he's got, got a sponsor here and uh, Paddy yeah. sponsorship with the Barstools. Yeah. Saying, and yeah. I think he told Joe Rogan at the start of the night, you know, I've bet, I think it was 50 grand on, on McCann. And uh, and I think Rogan just gave him a bit of a look saying, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure about yeah. that. Because, you know, people in the MMA community are fully aware of how dangerous Erin Blanchfield is. So it's going to be a fantastic fight. Um, Andrade has got unbelievable knockout power for that weight. Um, but Erin Blanchfield is a very skilled and technical fighter, so I won't watch it live. It'll be a bit of a late one for me to watch that one live, but uh, I'll definitely watch it and catch up with it over the weekend, and uh, and hopefully it will be a good night of fights. So, Dawson, unless there's anything else from you? No, mate. All I would like to say is that uh, if me and you ever got into a fight, I can... There's one fight I'd compare it to in history. It'd probably be uh, Bruno and his assistant in the uh, in the film Bruno. But other than that, mate, no. Who's, I've, I've who's in... who? Who's who? 
Right, I'll take either one if I'm in that position with you. <laughs> what, about, what about Borat Sagdiev? <laughs> rubber fist. Yeah, only reason I used uh, the Bruno one was because it was in a, in the octagon, weren't it? So uh, I thought it'd be yeah. slightly more appropriate. But I'll take the Borat one. I, I'm not fussy. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. And before we... Uh, before we discredit Kempi's combat corner anymore, I'll throw it back to, I'll, uh, throw it back to Adam where I think we're going to talk about the Premier League Premier League of Darts. Yes, in just a few moments' time, we'll be talking about round three in the Darts Premier League. Welcome back to episode 31 of Loaded Sport. It's now to start, time to start previewing night three of the Darts Premier League. Start. Round three. Right. Carry on, carry on. It's fine. I'm going to start by asking Skin this question because you uh, went with us on uh, Tuesday when we did yeah. the uh, review of last week and Gerwin yeah. Price, of course, walked out the winner in Wales. This weekend, yeah. it's in Scotland. Does that mean it I is. could maybe have a little bit more hope that my guy Peter Wright is actually going to make it out of the quarterfinal? You would think so. And the crowd will be white hot for Peter Wright, but I just think with the form that he's in at the moment, it won't have the same effect. You know, Price is, Kemp, you mentioned it in the in the preview show. Oh, sorry, the review show. I mentioned it in the preview show about is is the Bret Hart of darts of that partisan ground in Canada. And I think that works more in his favour with his personality. That doesn't necessarily mean that just because it's in someone's hometown or city that it'll have the same effect. So yeah, I don't Against think your man, though, in Vandenberg. Oh God, don't don't get me started. Um so yeah, I don't think it will have the same effect for right in Glasgow as it did for Price in uh, Cardiff. Looking at the cards, looking at the, the quarterfinals, Aspinall versus Van Gerwen. Wright versus Vandenberg, Price versus Smith, which is clearly the, the tie of the night, and Clayton versus Dobie. Looking at those fixtures, Van Gerwen's going to start winning eventually. He started off very yeah. well. He is joint top on five points without actually winning the night yet. Um, and, and I think to fancy Gerwin, has to be null. Yeah, and I think with the kind of play that Price is, you know, he's got that momentum behind him now winning last week, so I'm struggling to put my name to an outright winner this week, but it, it's kind of a flip of a coin between Van Gogh and Price for me. Ag was just saying off air that he um, he fancies right to to win the night. He thinks he? with Breaking that with that own, with that own crowd, weren't you, Ag? I said it on on uh, Tuesday as well. Yeah, I thought yeah, in a similar good. sort of aspect to what Gerwin Price got in Wales. I thought maybe it's time. He's one of only two people to be on zero points in in yeah. the league table. And him, he's the guy you? that I've got to win the lot. Um, fancy him to win Peter it. Wright, Peter yes. Wright and you for your locked wild cards and scorers. Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing. I'm, so, I'm, I'm mate. I'm just dreadful at the entire lot of it. Any predictions? Anything I predict, just go for the opposite. And nine times out of ten, it's going to work out in your favour. Um, but no, I thought in Scotland, oh, Peter Wright. Why not? I think there's every right or every chance that he's going to uh, get the win. Like you said, he's against Vanderberg in the uh, the quarterfinals. Should be pretty straightforward win. I'd have thought. Yeah, thought so. What do you reckon? Um, what do you reckon Price is going to do? Obviously, off back uh, the Welsh look good in Wales, uh, but like you say, with the partisan crowd, that word keeps popping up tonight. Um, do you reckon he's going to push on against Michael Smith or this? This to me, yeah. Well, the group really should have probably addressed it, but yeah, to any any of you, Dawson, what do you reckon? Well, I think Price don't I, mate? I do think with the form he's in in a minute, Smith's been a bit. <laughs> You know, not, I don't want to say off form because that seems a bit harsh, but you know, he's on a bit off of a form for him. after. Yeah, off form for him, and, and I think yeah, it's an opportunity for someone else. So I'd, I'd go Price mm. um, over Smith. Uh, just quick, a proposal to you, Aggie, more than a question. You've backed Peter Wright for mm. the tournament, and I think it would be harsh to pin this on just one night. But if Peter Wright wins the whole tournament, do you... Um, agree to no. going on a night out with us with your hair styled um, <laughs> in the, uh, as however Peter Wright would have it. Um, what dyed and everything? Yeah, T- Mohawk, tattoo on side tattoo of Ed. Yeah, Ed Mohawk yeah. paint on side of Ed. If, I'll get DG if, to do it. She'll she'll sort you out. If Peter Wright wins this year, this year's yeah, this Premier League tournament that we're currently in, then yes, it's recorded. I will do that. 
Yes, that's it. it. We're all fu- uh, fuck Dobie off now. Everyone's all Peter Wright fans. Yeah, everyone's Peter Wright fans. Come on, Peter. He's just had such a bad start that I'm starting to lose faith at all that he's going to win it. So I'm I'm more than happy <laughs> to go ahead with that bet. So now I've done it and I'm going to make myself look more of a twat. Yeah, he'll probably turn it around. Um, in regards to your going price, Michael Smith question, I I was kind of behind Michael Smith. He was what he was my backup for the entire tournament. I'm kind of now wishing I should have probably gone for him, considering the fact he's actually had a much better start than Peter Wright did. So uh, I I'd, I'd have Michael Smith to beat Gerwin Price on Thursday tonight, whenever you want to call it. I don't know really know how to how to describe it. Um, but again, I don't think he's going to win the entire tournament. I think looking at how people have progressed throughout the weeks, it's going to be with uh, with Michael Van Gerwen. I'm I'm starting mm. to change partly towards Van Gerwen winning the entire tournament now. Shitbag. Shitbag. What? Can't do that after two nights. Well, I, I'm sure I can. I mean, it took Skin about three hours to change from Man City to Arsenal. No, so. you've, no you've got to commit to the Premier League, mate. You've got to commit. No, I'm I'm standing by, obviously. I've, I've made search the comment me, at the beginning me. of Peter Wright. But based upon how the first two weeks have unfolded, I'm starting to think now there's a very real chance that it's going to be Van Gogh and I'm starting to write off Wright's chances completely. Right off right. Mm. Exactly. Kemp, what's your, something what, I don't. what's your thoughts? Uh, your boy won last week? He did. He did. And I, I expected him to, to be honest, the Bret Hart of the, of the darts game, as we've said before. I expected him to win. I expected him to win with the Welsh crowd behind him. Um... I'd love him to go to Scotland and do the same. I think, again, as I mentioned at the start when we were discussing the Premier League of darts, uh, he's, he's very much a form player. I feel like if Gerwin Price gets out of the quarterfinals, he's likely to go and win it. The um, Rashford of darts. Yeah, I think he most definitely is. I think Rashford, to be fair, is a little bit more consistent. Oh, wow. um, if he gets out of the quarterfinal, I'll back him to, to win it on any night. But if he... Um, you know, a, a lot of the time he doesn't get out the quarterfinal. So, fingers crossed tonight is one of those nights and uh, I'm sure we will uh, cover it next week on our review show, most definitely. But yeah, up Absolutely. the go in price and up the Peter Wright if it means that you're going to go out oh, and you're oh, Adam, Up the Peter Wright. Yeah, I, I, will, I will take being wrong on this occasion yeah. if Peter Wright yeah, wins yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one name from each of you. Who's going to win night three in Scotland? Skin, we'll start with you. Van Gerwen. Okay, Sam. Uh, my boy Dobie. <laughs> We're just going to move back. Uh, Kemp. Um, do you know what? Just for the spirit of Adam Day and his air, Peter Wright. Hey, on, yeah. Let's go. Come up on. him. Up the jocks. I'm, of course, going to end up going with Peter Wright. I've been saying it. I think he's going to win in Scotland. Um, But, lads, thank you very much. Look forward to uh, reviewing night three of uh, the Darts Premier League on Monday evening. Um, Thanks very much for joining us. That is all we've got time for this week. Thank you. Bye!